Folks, in a few moments, we're going to have a good old-fashioned Presbyterian supper. Uh, um, but before, before, before we, we, we rush to the sports halls and, and stuff our faces, we're going to uh, hear from, from a number of people. Um, we're going to have some short, short speeches, which, which, is only, which is only proper. Let me just say, as moderator uh, of North Belfast Presbytery, uh, can I bring you officially the greetings of the Presbytery? Um, can I bring you the greetings of your brothers and sisters in White House Presbyterian Church? Um, I also just want to formally welcome Stuart and Caroline and Eli, let me see, Caleb, Eli, Joel, and Molly back to North Belfast Presbytery. Yeah? Um, can I also thank uh, Corn Money just for the privilege of being a part of this process? Um, as part of the Vacancy Commission and as moderator, I've been involved. I've preached here a couple of times. Let me just say how much of a joy that has been to be involved with you guys as a congregation. Uh, it really is a delight to be here, to lead you in worship and to, to be the moderator on, on, on such an occasion. Um, I also just want to say there is a sense of anticipation in myself and, 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 and in, in Presbytery, just at this new chapter of ministry, Stuart, and, 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 and what God has been doing what no doubt he's going to continue to do as this next chapter of ministry unfolds, George. So just know that as a presbytery, we are encouraged and we are with you uh, and we, we will encourage you and support you in, in any way we can. So um, I'm not going to keep coming up. So, so the, the order of the speeches are David Crawford from, from Waringstown, then Paul Elliott, then Stuart will speak, and then Rick Preston will come and pray for Stuart. So... I'm David Crawford from Waringstown. Okay. Yep, yep, that's fine. Thank you. Stuart, my good friend, what am I to say? I always seem to get called up when people would rather be having their supper. So <laughs> I shall be brief, but thank you very much for the opportunity to say a few words. <clears throat> we had a great service a couple of weeks ago uh, to say goodbye to you from Warringstown, and it was very emotional, um, but it was a great service. And we want to thank God for your ministry amongst us. And. Uh, I'm just going to repeat a few things that I said there because I have enjoyed not only your ministry but your friendship. And I, I know now that what cemented that friendship was our little one-to-one -one walks around Lurgan Park or round the roads in Warringstown just talking about what ministry was all about and really important things sometimes, <coughs> very sad things like the demise of Manchester United and <laughs> nearly worse, the rise of Liverpool. And uh, what's even worse is I can't do it now and talk about the rise of Manchester United and uh, maybe the demise of Liverpool. Anyway, we talked about big things and we talked about ministry and we talked about how we could encourage people to come to know Jesus as their saviour and others as how they could grow in their faith and how we could pastor the people <coughs> in Warringstown better. And uh, 
we did see people come to know Christ, and uh, whether we pastored people better, it's always a, a challenge. Um, people grew in their faith, and we saw that last, last couple of weeks. The work of the gospel is serious, and I know that you take it seriously. And it's been a big upheaval, I know, for you and for your whole family this last couple of weeks, and I hope that you've managed to settle down and hope the boys and Molly have found new friends easily. But there's one thing that doesn't change, and that is what you did in Waringstown will be exactly the same as what you will do here in Carn Money. So I want to read something that I read at that, last, <coughs> at that last meeting, and it was as a result of a wee conversation that you had with me when you weren't very long in Waringstown. It was, you didn't read it to me, but you told me the vision that Ezekiel had in chapter 47 with the river and the trickle and the river becoming greater and so on. And uh, <clears throat> Ian Duguid wrote a commentary on that, and this is what he said. Basically, what he's saying is that your task won't change. You will do what you always did, and our task in Warringstown won't change just because you're here. This is the way he put it, which I thought was very good. Our task, whether seeing the work of God progress like a mighty river or a dripping tap, is to seek to be faithful in centering our lives around Jesus Christ. We are called to taste the goodness of life in all its fullness in Him and to point others joyfully to Jesus as the source of our life. And that's what you sought to do faithfully, and we sought to do it with you. And I know that that's what you will seek to do here, and others here will seek to do that with you faithfully. So what about <coughs> to the people of Karen Money? I couldn't really add anything to what has already been said. I have to say, you know, I'm sure the Presbyterian Church has its feelings, but one of the things it always does well is the big bashes, the installations or the ordinations are, and we have had a great service tonight. But all I would say is, take those two vows that you gave to Stuart seriously. Um, that was a great message from Joshua, be strong and courageous. And God seemed to labor that to Joshua, and it's no wonder, because he needed it labored. So you have to tell Stuart and Caroline and their family all the time, not just once, but to be strong and courageous. Look after them. I know you'll provide a manse and all of that, but I mean more than that. I mean give them your support in your attendance. There were a lot of people answered those two uh, promises. And so all of you need to support him in that way. You need to support Stuart and Caroline morally. Give them your moral support. But also give them your emotional support. And look after their mental health as much as anything else. And I, I think I can say that now because I've been an elder now for 45 years. I have worked with five ministers, been the clerk of session to three, and I think at the age of 70, it's only now that I really understand what this job is all about, and it's not easy. It is very difficult. And to be honest, 
I think it'll be more difficult in the next 20 years. So I want to wish you all, Stuart, the family, the boys, and Molly, all God's best. And I would just want to say in closing, <clears throat> may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and Caroline and Caleb and Joel and Eli and Molly and Corn Money. And may he give you peace. Thank you. Well, good evening, everyone. I'm Paul Elliott. I'm the clerk of session here in Carmoney, and you're so, so welcome. Uh, now that the North Belfast Presbytery have had their shindig, this is Carmoney's, so you're really welcome. In Carnmoney, we normally give visitors a really nice welcome, either by clapping for them or indeed turning around and saying hello to them. So maybe you do that tonight. Just turn around to somebody and say, hello, you're welcome. Um, and even if you're a visitor saying you're a welcome to a visitor, just do that as well, because that's what we do here. Okay, I think that's probably enough if you want your desserts, your tea and your coffee, and the kids want their ice cream. Um, so I just want to say a special welcome tonight uh, here in Carmoney to members of North Belfast Presbytery, um, to members from and the Clark Accession from Waringstown Congregation, of course to the Hawthorne family, how could we not say a special welcome to that, to any of your invited guests of Stuart and Caroline. Anyone new to Card Money here this morning or this evening who might just even have stumbled into tonight's service wondering what is going on on a Friday night in this church? And of course, to everyone from Card Money, you are so welcome. We are so excited to have Caroline and Stuart and the whole family with us and your friends. We, this is a special night for us, um, and we're really excited. Um, you're even more welcome, as Philip has alluded to, um, to stay for afterwards with us and join us for... Um, some dessert, um, some tea and coffee and refreshments, and some ice cream for the kids only. Now, I have to say a special note to both Rick Hill, Michael Wiley, David Lustig, a whole bunch of people. The ice cream is for the kids only later. And I'll tell you after the prayer um, for, for Stuart, um, I'll just tell you how we get there rather than do it now in case you forget. Um, as it's, a, it's a long night. Um, but I firstly want to say some thank yous specifically on behalf of Karen Mullay and on behalf of the Kirk Session. Um, I think our first thanks uh, specifically are to the North Belfast Presbytery, particularly for your support, your encouragement, um, your, your, your guidance, both practical and prayerful throughout this vacancy process. It has been immense and we have really, you know, really appreciated that. I, as Clark Accession in Kermoney, have really appreciated what you have done for us and how you've supported us. Um, it did seem like quite a long time, actually, since this vacancy started. Uh, and yet, I suppose in our Lord's timing, this was probably but an instant. Um, but he, it has been so carefully planned by him right throughout. It's easier, of course, to see these things in hindsight after a 20-month uh, process of vacancy, but it certainly didn't seem like that at the start. But thank you to the, the North Belfast Presbytery. We're so thankful to God for you in um, here in North Belfast uh, giving us that help and that support. Um, and so a heartfelt thanks to each of you. Um, in this instance, guys, job done. Secondly, we want to pay a special thanks to our vacancy convener, Philip. We did say a farewell to him last week in Carnmoney and last Sunday when he preached with us. But 
we, you know, I just wanted to say a couple of things to important to put place on record amongst everyone here. Just our thanks to you, Philip, and to you, Ruth, for loaning him out a little bit for uh, on Sundays. Um, just our thanks for your patience, Philip, with us, with me, probably, actually, uh, an impatient person, for your persistence with us, for your encouragement through the process, and your faithfulness. Um, it's so, so evident, and we, we thank you so much. We will miss you, Philip, but we're glad you're going. Uh, really because your job is done here and, and it's, it's an immense um, privilege to have had you here, but we're really glad to see you go. Uh, in the passage you had me read last Sunday, um, there was a great line which, in that which we both chuckled over, actually, and the, as did the congregation when I read it, because it's in the passage twice. And in it it says, one of the lines says, get out of here, Baldy. <laughs> and so I, I turn to you, Philip, and from Carnmoney I say, get out of here, but not Baldy. Um, I want to say, a thirdly, a thanks to the Rosemary Congregation, uh, and particularly, you can pass that back, Trevor, to them. You have allowed Philip to come here to Carnmoney, to be involved with us, big as we are, problematic as we are, um, and you've been so gracious on occasions to give up worship services to come join with us, particularly around Easter, um, and we are so, so thankful for how you've done that. What selflessness and a great example for you as a congregation to show to a fellow congregation here in Carmony. And so we're thankful to each one of you. Would you take our thanks and our blessings back to them, Trevor? We're also thankful to the congregations of, of course, Abbott's Cross and Waringstown for nurturing and supporting and developing Stuart and the family during your time in ministry. Um, we are so thankful for that. For Waringstown congregation, in particular at this time and season, can I assure you that we have, as Carmoney, been praying for you um, as you seek to discern God's choice for the future. I know that these times are not easy, and so we continue to pray. We will continue to pray for you as God moves in your midst. But God is in control. We have seen that here in Carmoney, and more about that a little bit later in our journey. also want to say thanks to Stuart and to Caroline for considering our approach to you prayerfully and awaiting God's answer. We are so glad that the whole Hawthorne family are here. Um, and I think you can tell we're a little bit excited about that. Uh, a final and most important thanks to place on record is to our God. We are here because he is sovereign and he is here. He has sustained us as a congregation through the vacancy. He's clearly guided us, taught us, brought us new life amongst us unexpectedly during a period of vacancy. And so we're thankful to him. It's to him be the glory. And I suppose now I just turn a few words about the vacancy. So as for a 20 month, one day, 20 hours, 36 minutes vacancy, a process which to me it seemed quite a long time and a lonely time. All I can say as Clark a session in this vacancy is, Phew, we've got it done. It seemed like an eternity on occasions. I am so glad that we are here, and I think we all are in Carmoney. At several stages throughout this process, particularly the early months, I often wondered how long this might take, and would we indeed ever find the right person for Carmoney. At times when I was at my lowest, my Lord reminded me on several clear occasions, I have it under control. And when I wrestled with the impatience that I felt at the speed 
or lack of it, of the PCI processes to approve all the subcommittees to get us out to even go and approach. He said to me again, I have it under control, Paul. And when our process hit a few speed bumps, well, they weren't really speed bumps. It was going quite slowly. It was PCI after all. Um, he did say, Paul, I have it under control. And he reminded other members of our Kirk session of that too in our session meetings as we reflected on that with similar things. He reminded us of the encouragement of the many new families who came to us during vacancy. He reminded us through new people coming to faith in various places. He reminded us through so many of our congregation returning when restrictions were listed, lifted. And he reminded us through our communities being strengthened. And he reminded us through the need that we, the, the help of, to those in need that we provided through our compassion ministries. He reminded us, if it's ever had to ever be said, that he had it under control when Stuart said yes. And so in May of last year, I just thought we met as a Kirk session for several hours one Saturday morning to seek to discern what sort of a person we were looking for as a new minister. We prayed a lot. We discussed a lot. It is Kirk session after all. We do talk a lot on occasions. We went away to think it over, and then we met again a few days later after a period of reflection. And we then refined it down into four main areas where we all coalesced unanimously around. We needed, for Carmelie, someone with character, Christ-centered, spirit-dependent, humble, full of integrity and passion. We needed someone with skills which included a godly wisdom, being a strong Bible-based preacher, being an excellent communicator and a Bible teacher. We needed someone and discerned that we needed someone who had a mindset of discipling and leading, who had a wide vision for church, who had a whole life investment in people. And we needed someone who had priorities which were focused on prayer, teaching, and outreach. And it was quite a list. We were actually daunted as a Kirk session by the fact that we would pretty much be hard to find anybody. I think a few comments were made at our Kirk session meetings, would we ever find this person? But as we considered the four areas, we engaged with Stuart in interviewing and in several conversations with small groups of our session. We saw that in Stuart, we saw all of these characteristics identified, fulfilled, and evidenced. It really was very clear to us that you were Carmoney's minister to be. And so when Stuart came to preach to us at the end of June in Carmoney, it was so clear to the rest of the congregation that he was so at ease with us. The two services just seemed natural. I heard that comments from so many people. It seemed like you were just at home with us, Stuart. And so it was clear that here in Carmoney, we had found our Lord's choice for Carmoney. Not just in what we saw, but also in how we have seen God work out so many things during this journey together, which would not have been possible at all without him in the center of it all. The list is actually quite a long one, but I'm not going to go into it right now, even in the space of three short months. So when Stuart and Caroline, we see people who place God first in all their decisions. In spite of the upheaval, it would mean for them and their family to come here to Carmelie. They listened to his call, placed his will first, were open and honest with us as a Kirk session when they needed prayer, and they're here now. 
And that is an example to each one of us here in Permanente. I have to admit that I need to see that example as I fall short of that on so many occasions. I should remind you, of course, that the rest of Carmelie is perfect. It's just the Clark Accession who falls short on quite a, quite a big way. And so finally to the future, and now we stand at the start of an exciting journey here with Molly, with Eli, with Joel, with Caleb, with Caroline and Stuart. And as a, Carmelie con as a congregation, Carmelie may be big, but we are a family, a family who cares about each one of you a family with diversity where you can find your niche or your home. A family who you can talk to and who will always offer to help if you ask. A family who will support you and challenge you if necessary. A family who wants the best for you. A family who cares for your spiritual well-being. A family who will love you for who you are. Individuals that God has fearfully and wonderfully made and placed here in our midst in Carmelie for whatever season that late will be. And as a family, we aren't perfect, so please bear with us as you settle in with us. But we want to welcome you here. And so we, had, we thought we had some gifts for you as a family just to welcome you here. So maybe forget the, uh, the kids up first. I think Stephanie uh, and uh, William have got a few gifts for our kids. Okay, so the bag. Do you want to come all up? You need to come up and get them. We're not going to walk to you, so... Uh, Come on up, Stuart and Caroline as well. Uh, so we have the bags are for the boys, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, and this one is for Molly. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So you can open them a little bit later if you want. Uh, we do have a little gift for Caroline. You want to come up? Which one do you want to get? And Stephanie. And we also have something for Stuart, of course. One of your gifts, um, I think it's Jules, is coming on Monday, so your bag's an empty one, but don't worry, it's okay. <laughs> Thought I should say that in front of everybody, just in case he goes, they didn't even get me anything but an empty bag. And so Caroline, Stephanie, and I think there's uh, another gift, that's Caroline's as well. There we go. Are you going to open yours already? There you go. There you go. You can sit down now if you want. All right. And so finally, because I know I'm before Stuart and he's on before desserts. Stuart, as a Kirk session, we will endeavor to ensure you take time off to get physical rest, to be spiritually refilled regularly to allow you time to care for your family also, to be a husband and a dad. This is our covenant with you and Caroline and Caleb and Joel and Eli and Molly. We are expectant about this new chapter in Carmony. Having seen God work so, over so many unique and wonderful ways here in Carmony over the years and in, the future, and in even this few months, it's clear he's brought you here for a purpose. And so Stuart, it's go time.
Yeah, you can, oh, you can take your seats. Um, I have a, a hard task. I do stand between everyone and supper, um, and I've got at least two kids rolling about the floor at the front. Um, but thank you all for coming this evening. Um, this is really actually very humbling um, for us as a family. Thank you. Um, it's so encouraging to see how many of you have come um, out this evening from all parts of our lives. Um, and what a blessing that is. Thank you um, to the North Belfast Presbytery um, for this evening's service. Um, I really did feel the warmth, um, the genuine love, and, and a sense of uh, God's Spirit at work amongst us. So thank you um, to you guys and to the, the praise group for leading us in worship this evening um, so well as well. Thank you, Philip, for your word um, to us, to me, um, to all of us. Philip, thank you generally for guiding this church family um, through the last 20 months or so. Um, I know it's probably tested your patience um, on a number of occasions, but I think I speak on behalf of everyone um, when I say that your leadership has been greatly appreciated here um, in your time with the congregation. Um, personally, Philip, um, I want to thank you for how you've worked with me um, and Caroline through this process, for giving us the space that we needed, Philip, and um, given us that, um, that, that chance to really hear from God. Um, so thank you so much for that. Let me say a big word of thanks to those of you here in Carmoney um, who have kept leading, kept serving, um, kept volunteering in the last 20 months, including staff members who have since moved on. And it's great to see Michael here um, tonight. Uh, and I see Jamie somewhere as well. Um, maybe others. I, I, hope, I hope I haven't missed anyone. Um, but your commitment, um, your heart um, for this church family and wider community has uh, been invaluable. Um, this church, from what I can see, hasn't taken a backward step. Um, we can see that. Can I say don't step back now? Um, don't stop serving just because I'm here. Um, keep going. Let's keep pressing in to all that God has for us. Can I say a word of special thanks to the army of, of prayer warriors um, I know this church family have been praying for us, um, not least the elders who, who seem to have been praying without ceasing um, over these last few months. Um, your prayers have carried us through, um, and I really do mean that. We've sensed the power uh, of God's people praying for us, so thank you so much for that, for, that, for lifting us up before the Lord. Um, thank you to the elders, too, for how you've sought God's heart on this, um, with patience, with wisdom, with a desire to really seek the face and the will of God um, during what has been a lengthy and at times testing vacancy. I'm really looking forward to uh, serving and learning and leading alongside all of you um, and the staff team and the committee and everybody else within this church family. Let me say thank you um, to everyone who helped and worked so hard to get the manse ready, um, our, our home ready for us arriving. We really, really appreciate that. Um, for the cards that have been sent, for the, uh, the fridge that has been filled, um, meals cooked for our hungry family. Um, thank you. The support that we've had since arriving last Tuesday has been incredible. We've genuinely felt really well loved, so thank you for that. I do want to say one special word of thanks to Paul and, and Rosie Elliott. Um, you guys have been amazing. Um, nothing has been a problem for you. You've gone over and above um, in uh, your care for us as a family. 
in how you've navigated the last few months with us. Paul, I know that you and Rosie have seen how hard it has been for us at times through this journey. Um, Paul, you are an operational whiz of the highest caliber, perhaps only matched by the relentless get-things-done-now whirlwind that is Caroline. (laughs) The way that you've handled Caroline's every query and question has made my life so much easier, Paul. (laughs) Thank you. I will forever owe you. I know you did. You look much younger. But seriously, thank you both for everything. Thank you to all from Waringstown um, who have made the trip um, here this evening. Um, It's very, very gracious of you to come. Um, And we know that you love us. And we hope you know how much we love all of you. Um, I've already said a whole lot about what I wanted to say to our Waringstown Church family a couple of weeks ago. Um, But I want you to know that we will forever be thankful for all of you. Big thank you to DC for your words um, this evening. Um, DC, stay in touch. We'll get the odd dander again, maybe around Lurgan Park or, or somewhere else where we can talk about the Lord and about his church. I am and we are. Um, Caroline and I and our four kids, we're the product of so many people's influence um, in our lives and upon our lives. Our, our spiritual home, um, Woodlands, and there are many of you here tonight, and in particular, Les, our minister, Abbott's Cross, Presbyterian Church, Waringstown. It's so lovely for us to be here tonight, surrounded by people from all of those places. And we're thankful for all your love and support, how you've shaped us over these years. God has been very, very good to us. We're so blessed. I also don't want to miss the opportunity tonight um, to say a, a special thank you to our families and especially our mums and dads who've watched over us um, the whole way through this, as only mums and dads can do. Um, You've watched us go through um, the mill at times, and um, you've watched us go through um, this whole process, um, every little piece of it. And we, we really don't know how we would have done this or got through the past few months without you. Thank you so much. Also to our close family and and friends who've walked this journey with us, your love and support, your wisdom, your genuine concern for us has been an absolute tower of strength. Um, Caroline and Caleb and Joel um, and my wee Eli and Molly, um, we've made this move together. um, And I'm so proud of how you've handled this. Now listen to me, I know you're looking at Liverpool kits and all kinds of things, but... You have made this move so well. And as your mom and dad, um, we're so, so proud of you. New home, new school, new friends, new church, everything all at once. Um, How could we not be so proud of you? And we love you very, very much. You guys will always come first uh, for me in my heart. In case you're not aware, there's only one thing more stressful in my life than managing the rigorous demands um, of ministry, and that's managing um, the rigorous demands of my boys' footballing careers. And at one point last um, year, 
or a few months ago, actually, I was getting really stressed about what to do, about a possible move for one um, of our boys, when the thought came to mind, um, hold on, Stuart, you're his dad. You know him best. For goodness sake, you make the call and everything will work out. And I did. Made the call and it worked out well. But I remember walking around Lurgan Park with my good friend Rick, who's going to pray in a few moments. We were talking about the possibility of of what God was doing in, in my heart, in the heart of this church, the possibility of God calling us here. And the thought came crashing into my heart and mind that, that God was saying, hold on, Stuart, I'm your heavenly father. I know you best. I've got this, and I'll make the call on this for you. Carmony Church, I want you to know, and you know this, our heavenly father His hand has been upon this the whole way. The whole way. Yes, you voted me in. Thank you for that. But God has ordained that this would happen. We've seen that in every single detail over and over and over again. I could recall moment after moment of how God has laid the way for this, how he has brought pieces together, how he's moved other pieces out of the way, how he's spoken so clearly through his word, by his spirit, through other people even through this crazy, sometimes very labored PCI process that we work through in vacancies like this. But the Spirit of God has worked and moved and guided um, our hearts and prepared us for this moment. And so this is his plan. This is his intent. We're sure of that. Um, God has made this happen. We're here in obedience to what the Lord has been doing all along. And that should really excite all of us about what's to come. Make no mistake, God has a plan for us, for this church family at this time in history. And it's my absolute privilege to be here as your new minister. I'm only one. I'm only one man. I'm gifted and wired a certain way. And I'm going to max that out here in this place to help lead Carmoney Church. But I am only one. I have the title minister, but I'm not the only minister This place is full of people gifted by God to serve him, to make the good news of Jesus known. That's all of you here who serve the Lord Jesus. Um, The last few months have indeed been really hard as we've left a people and place that we love. But now is the time. And I think it's important for me to say this. Now is the time for me and for us as a family to get excited about worshiping and serving God together with you here. We're really excited about the presence and praises of God filling this place week in and week out as we gather to worship him. And we're so excited about seeing the goodness and love of God flow out from this place into the surrounding community, into homes and and streets and neighborhoods all around this place. I think we all agree these are difficult days. Many people are struggling. Many people are struggling with the rising cost of living. People are struggling with the unseen mental health pandemic. Lots of people are living in general spiritual ignorance. But we know, we know that people need the good news of Jesus. And it is go time for me to get stuck into that work here. He will always, Jesus will always be the hope of the world. Carmoney Church, I know you're passionate about this. So let's keep going. Let's keep serving the least, the lost, and the last in this community, in Jesus' name. And that excites me more 
than anything. So before Rick comes to pray, Rick's going to come up and pray. Um, let me just say one last big, big thank you to all of you who have organized and prepared desserts and um, food and tea and coffee, ice cream for the kids um, that we're all going to thoroughly enjoy, and I know you will, um, in a few, a few moments' time. I think it's like 110 plus desserts. I have no idea how you did this, how you pulled this off, but um, what an incredible effort. So thank you to everyone um, who has prepared that for us. Why don't we give them a round of applause before... Thank you. We are going to pray for this family. Um, it's a pleasure and privilege to be able to do that. Whenever I was thinking about it through the week, I was like, there's so much I want to pray for you for Kermoney family because I know them. So the list was really long. I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, but we, you, you're going to have a blast with these guys. My prayer for them is actually summed up in a little passage. Whenever um, Jesus calls Peter, and he's on the boat, and he's been preaching on the boat. And then he says to Peter, he says, will you go out, and will you push it um, into the deep water? Um, and will you go and, and, and catch a load of fish? And he says, I've been trying all night. I've caught nothing. But because you say so, I will go. And my um, prayer over you as a church at this time, and over what we've seen um, modeled by the Hawthorne family, of because you say so, we will go, that, that you will take on that mantle, that as a body and as a group of people, that you will say, because you say so, we will go. Because you ask us to do it, we will do it. And I have been walking around that park, I was trying to convince Stuart that this was not the will of God, but I finally had to give in and go, okay, I think you're onto something. I think you're onto something. And that God is in this, as painful as it is for us living um, nearby. But my prayer over them is that um, they will continue and continue and continue to say yes. And we say thank you for the yes from Caleb and from Joel and from Eli and Molly and for Caroline in this process as well. And for you as a church, my prayer is, is this, that as he calls you out into the deep water, as he calls you out into the dark places of society and of, of community, that as he calls you out, that you will keep on saying yes to him, that you will listen to his voice, that you will discern it collectively together, and you will respond with your yes. And my hunch is that God honors our obedience and that you will see an abundance of people coming to know Jesus, that from this community you will see um, a miraculous number of people coming to know Jesus. And my encouragement to you and my prayer for you is that you prepare nets, that you prepare nets in every part of the community that can catch the multitude of people that are going to turn to Jesus. And you also build bridges and connections with other nets and churches around you because this is going to ripple from you further and um, wider and deeper. Can we pray for the family? Could you stand with me as we pray? Guys, will you just come up? Come on up to this, Caroline, and we'll, we'll pray for you. Um, a blessing of God as we just close off tonight. Well done, Caleb, leading the way. Good job. Let's just take a moment and pause in awe and in reverence before God of his goodness towards us whatever stage in the journey we're at, that he is faithful to us. 
we stand, God, even in the stillness and remind ourselves of who you are. And we ask you, God, that over in this church family, over Stuart and his family, that you will fill them once again with awe of who you are. We pray, God, that you will call them into deep water and call them to place their nets trusting in you and recognizing that they can do nothing apart from you. But God, trusting that as they obey, that you, O oh God, will bring and win lives into your kingdom. So God, we pray the fullness of the Holy Spirit over this community. God, we thank you for how you move and flow in this place. We pray it over um, Stuart and Caroline and the kids. We pray your protection over them in this moment of transition. We pray your power and your wisdom. And God, we just pray a deep, deep reverence where they throw themselves at your feet and say, I need you. I need you. We need you. In Jesus' name. There's going to be desserts. And we pray a blessing over these amazing desserts that we've heard about. I am excited. And we celebrate this moment with you.